We back with another episode of Hey Ra Ra. Episodes about me and my pops. Part two. Let's get it. They call him We back with another installment of What's Poppin' on Riders Live. White Lines by Riders, that's what's poppin'. The podcast community, that's what's poppin'. West Side Story, the remake, that's what's poppin'. The Steelers got a new QB, that's what's poppin'. Nico the singer, that's what's poppin'. Black clothing line, that's what's poppin'. Sticks and Josh birthday, the twins, that's what's poppin'. Cognacblack.com, that's what's poppin'. Chamby Potton, that's what's poppin'. BDJTech.org, that's what's poppin'. New edition is the what's poppin' artist of the day, y'all. I hope this message stays in your mind You almost lost a girl who was right on time There's one more thing that you got to know Just cool it down and stay in control
Kim? What? What's wrong, Bob? I couldn't get through. What'd you say? I couldn't get through. I don't know. Either she's not home or there's something wrong with my phone. Well, just try it again, that's all. Yeah, she's got to be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, I don't think there's anything wrong with your phone. Maybe you just dialed the wrong number or something. Well, just call her again, Bobby. she got to answer sooner or later. Yeah, she's got to. Okay, I'll call her. Keeps telling me my 
just one more time if you can. I'm pretty sure I'll fall in the air so I know man.
That was New Edition with Cooler Now, Mr. Telephone Man, and Lost in Love. These songs are available on all streaming platforms. This is off of the All for Love album. This is another segment of Living I'm Happening. I always made music wrote short stories, wrote rhymes, but I never thought about being an author. So I finally 
put my mind to work and just start jotting and getting to it. So I have a new book available called White Lines. It's available on Amazon.com in paperback format as well as ebook format. So I want to thank everybody who copped the book. Uncle Dolomite, Morio J, Meet the Tylers, Conversations with Lamp, Richard Martin, Robert Holly, Pape G, and everybody else who copped the book on Amazon or ebook format. I appreciate that. You can also get your autographed copies at www.rodesonline.net slash store. You can pre-order your autographed copies right now. I have a book signing April 9th at the Regal Room in Chicago, Illinois. So I appreciate everybody who copped the book. Everybody go get your copy. Thank you. The new single by Bank Flow recording artist T-Law is out. It's called Coming For You, produced by Insane Beats. The single features Beats and Charismatic. It's available on all streaming platforms. Make sure y'all go cop that new T-Law. Coming For You. So for everybody who don't know, these Hey Ra Ra's are episodes about me and my pops. So this episode is about me and my pops. He incorporated in the episode, but it's about my first girlfriend. It's about my first girlfriend, losing contact with my first girlfriend, meeting her again, and how my pops was involved in the whole overall aspect of it so my first girlfriend i was four years old you know puppy love or whatever you want to call it i lived in the projects with my grandmama well i stayed there because i went to school there i went to kindergarten when i was four we stayed at 3833 south federal on the 10th floor it was actually my mom apartment so we stayed on the 10th floor and you know, everything was cool. I went to Crispus Attics Elementary School and everything was all good. So what I remember most about everything is my little girlfriend, she used to wait with me while I watched for my pops to come pick up me and my sister. You know, he had a yellow Volkswagen bug and I used to be looking for it. My dad, he always was a stand-up dude. He was a stand-up dude. He used to work, work all the time. He was a young, fly dude. You know, he was real cool. So me and my sister, we used to look and wait for him to come pick us up. But when my sister was in the house, me and my little girlfriend, Kay, we used to be on the porch looking and waiting for my dad to come. Sometimes when my dad arrived, he'd buy a snowball or something like that, or an icy cup, or give me a few dollars to take my little girlfriend to the candy store. You know, my dad, he was a player. He was cool. 
So I actually lost contact with Kay, but our families, they was cool because her family was cool when my grandma and her mom actually died when she was probably like seven or eight from an aneurysm. You know, aneurysms ran in a family. And yeah, so I actually recently seen her not too long ago at the hospital, but I don't want to get into that right now. So we lost contact, fast forward, we teenagers. Somehow my grandmother, somehow my grandmother got in touch with her grandmother and they came to visit at my grandmama's house. So at this time, I'm like 16, she probably like 15. I remember because I had just got my license. So, man, I was happy. I was so excited to see her. She looked good. She was bussing, you know. So we was talking, catching up on things. We was automatically attracted to each other. Or maybe we was hot. I don't know. But we was bussing slob, grinding. You know, the normal, average stuff that teenagers do. So we exchanged numbers. I talked to her on the phone, like, every day. And, you know, I was setting up when I could come see her again, when I could come check her out. So she actually lived on the low end in Chicago. She lived in the Dearborn homes. I didn't get to drive when I went to go see her, but I actually caught the Stateway bus down there to see her. And when I went to go see her, it was a lot of dudes hanging out in front of the building. If you're familiar with gang culture in Chicago, it was a lot of folks or GDs and BDs hanging out in front of the building. But she knew everybody in the neighborhood. So what she did was, you know, she came down there and she met me at the bus stop just to make sure that the niggas in the neighborhood wouldn't move on me or try to get down on me or do no stupid ass shit like that because motherfuckers be tripping in Chicago. Niggas be hating. And, like, at this time, you know, I had the little the little high-top fade with a tail and everything. You know, I had a little height on me, but, you know, I wasn't really no big dude. But I wasn't, I wasn't trying to take no ass whoopings. I'll fight if I have to. But it ain't about being a fighter. It's about being a lover, not a fighter. You know, I was there to see my first girlfriend, you know? So... We chilled, we hung out, and most importantly, I made sure that I left at a decent time because I didn't wanna, I didn't wanna uh, run into no trouble and no shit like that, leaving her crib because it wasn't the best neighborhood by any means. You know what I'm saying? So we just was kissing and hicking and all of that shit. You know, I'm, I didn't hit yet. I didn't hit. That was my goal. But, you know, with your first girlfriend, it's kind of different. That puppy love thing. You know what I'm saying? 
that summer, I was at my dad crib. I stayed, I stayed over my dad house for maybe like a week or two weeks or whatever. You know, like I said, my dad, he was cool. So he worked nights. He had a little Chevette, I'll never forget. He had a little Chevette. So I had freedom, he let me drive it, he let me rotate, you know, I was gone. So basically, I drop him off at work at nighttime, and he'll let me keep the car overnight. I had the crib all to myself. You know, my sister, she wasn't there, cause like I said, my mom and my dad, they had separated. So I ain't have to worry about nothing. So I had the car, I went to go scooper from over east. And uh, we was chilling and hanging out. You know, we went to go get some ice cream. I think we um, went to go get something to eat to take back to my old man crib. And it was on. So um, I took my dad to work. I ain't have to worry about my sister like my sibling right underneath me. You know, I ain't have to worry about no type of cock blocking or nothing. Not saying that she was a cock blocker, but I ain't have to worry about it. You know, it was on. All I had to do was be at my dad's job in the morning to pick him up from, from work, and then everything was all good after that. So I got her to the crib, and... And it was on and popping after that. So, you know, it was all good. A couple of days later, I had asked my dad. I was like, hey, you know, um, I might want to go check K out later. And he was like, yeah, okay, Rob, Rob, you could go check out. Just let me know what you're doing. So around this time, it wasn't really no cell phones or nothing like that. So I wrote a note and I put it on a the refrigerator and I told him like you know I'm going over over east I'm gonna be on 71st and Oglesby and you know I gave my dad the address and I told him you know where I was going so I didn't I didn't have a car went on a bus but I left kind of early I'll never forget I had on a red Adidas t-shirt with the white Adidas print logo on there and I had the white Adidas short with the with the big print logo and I had some red and white Ewans Patrick Ewans I'll never forget so I went over there to see her I caught the bus so I get over there and I see dudes from the neighborhood they was following me to her crib. You know, I wasn't scared, but I was just being aware of my surroundings. So they was following me to her crib. So I went over there. She came down. We was chilling on the porch, talking, you know, and the niggas around that, you know, they was getting deep. They was getting deep as fuck. So to make a long story short, Another, I guess another one of her boyfriends, you know, came over there. You know, she was fine. You know, so I was kind of naive to think that, you know, other niggas weren't hollering at her 
or she probably wasn't talking to no get money niggas. Because I, I wasn't selling drugs or doing nothing like that, you know. My daddy would kick me down with some cash, you know. Um, I had allowance, you know, just regular shit. I, I wasn't, you know, off the porch yet. So, and I ain't ashamed of that shit. So, niggas, it was just massing up real deep. Maybe like maybe 15 or 20 niggas was on the porch. So since I was cool with our family, I went in, I went in the crib. It ain't like I was scared or nothing, but I just, you know, I just went in the crib. So I was thinking to myself like, damn, is these niggas going to try to push on me when I leave? Are they going to try to get down on me? Am I going to have to fight? Are these niggas going to try to take my shoes? No way in legion is nobody taking those shoes with the motherfuckers on my feet when I got the ability to run. You know what I'm saying? So I was kind of like in a jam. Well, I thought I was in a jam. But, um, you know, that's why it's good to follow directions. So I wrote the note on the refrigerator and I told my pops like man this is where I'm gonna be this is where I'm going this that that and the other so maybe like around 8.30 or 8.45 you know it's getting late the clock ticking 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 and I didn't have my ass home yet not like I was gonna get in trouble cause I had a had a key, but at the same time, I wasn't grown either. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know how I was gonna get out that jam in Chicago over east, east side crazy. 100. That statement is real. It's crazy over east. So, just as I was getting going downstairs, getting ready to leave from her crib. My daddy, he came, he was like, hey, Ra-Ra, I thought you might have wanted to uh, keep the car tonight. You want to take me to work? I was like, hell yeah. I didn't tell my daddy hell yeah, but I was like, hell yeah. You know. So I got up out of there. I ain't even, I ain't even, uh, you know, try to get no kiss. From K, I ain't even try to talk to her or none of that. You know what I'm saying? I just was glad to see my pops. You know what I mean? And when I was on my way, taking him to work, because he let me drive, he was like, you all right, Ra-Ra? I was like, yeah, I'm good. So basically, he was asking me what happened. And I told him that I went to go see her and everything. And he was telling me the importance and the significance of having communication. If I if I didn't write that note, I I could have been in big trouble. You know, things probably wouldn't have turned out good for me. I probably would have got robbed or jumped or beat up or had to fight my way home or some shit. You know, so he was basically 
breaking it down to me, he was like, look, you know, Ra-Ra, if you ever do some shit like that, you know, let me know what you trying to do, but uh, you don't go off into no neighborhood like that, you know, ain't nothing worth that, nothing more important than your safety. And with the 